you see the the circle you just drew is great and all. Uh, it's literally just a two D sketch though. I well, mean, I'm see, talking about three D circles. You see, well, that, well, you that see, make them roll. Yeah, well, you see, you can't lift up the drawing you did. Yeah, well, you see, I'm. This is a you drew it on this a square This is a two D approximation <laughs> of the shape that of of the uh, the wheel that I'm talking about. Uh, obviously, we exist in a universe that has three dimensions, so uh, there would be a depth to this. But the, the yeah, principle. But I don't think you're understanding my point. Um, uh, if you could just not cut across me for a second, the car, the wheels that are on cars are are they're they're sphere, they're cylinder, uh, they're cylinders, not spherical. Well, that's up for I debate. I mean, I uh, uh, there's a certain depth to a cylinder that I don't think you get with a wheel. I think it's a comparatively narrow. But, but the circle you drew, I feel, I feel shallow. Like, I, I feel like say. you're trying to tell me that the wheels on cars are spherical. They're not. They're cylinder. oh no, not at all, not at all. Unless have you, seen, have you seen the movie iRobot starring <laughs> Will Smith? In the future, cars could be like that. I don't know. You don't know. But right now, I'm <laughs> I'm not saying they're spherical. I'm just saying it is a circular type shape with three dimensions to it. Okay. We're going to take a break. Some music. Actually, no. Sorry. There is no music in my podcast. As it's a sleepy podcast. But there it, oh, it's there fucking is. <laughs> <laughs> Hello there, and welcome to our Bleeding Our Pigeons 10th birthday podcast special. This is Cahal. This is Michal. Hi, this is Brendan. We're going to be covering uh, just the history of the band, playing some outtakes and rarities and old recordings that we haven't heard for a very long time, and uh, just talking about the early formative days of the band. So please stick around and listen to us talk and do that. So we're celebrating 10 years as a band. We've been the three of us. Together we've been playing for ten years, which I guess is something special. So, of course, I'd like to say, I'm <laughs> yeah, absolutely. happy, happy to have you guys. <laughs> love you happy too, man. Love you too, man. It's been, <laughs> it's been a good ten years. It has. Yeah. So, um, as Carl said, the podcast we're we're going to play some bits of music that some of it you might have heard and some some of it you definitely haven't heard. <laughs> <laughs> but you're about to. Yeah, yeah we've got we're in for a treat. We've got like old covers. Um, we've got old demos of songs that you'd know and we also have some joke songs which who knows they might be released <laughs> maybe but it's a really special chance to hear that stuff right here today on Bleeding Heart Pigeons 10th birthday podcast special alright yeah. we start with a song uh, sure and uh, this is uh, one of the earliest recordings that we're going to be playing it's uh, Oxford Comma by Vampire Weekend with the 
Come by Vampire Weekend. Yes, uh, hope you liked it. Yeah, that was October 2010, I yeah. believe. Yeah, that's what's written here. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> yeah, that I think that's like a good early recording. Like we have other stuff that's not like up to standard to show people. It'd be <laughs> yeah. pretty embarrassing. <laughs> yeah. Too embarrassing. But I, 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 I really like that recording. It does kind of bring back memories of uh, rehearsing in my parents' shed, uh, which we still are in here now. Renovated since then. It's Thank really It's our called our bent house now. Yeah. <laughs> so, Brendan, you want to talk about how we met? Uh, sure. Uh, yeah, we met at. Some people may already know this. Uh, we met at the ro- a rock camp in the Croke School of Music. You and Carl knew each other already, but yeah, me I and Carl went to went to school. We were we had spent one year yeah in secondary a, yeah, school together. One year together, and. Uh, Actually, fun fact is that um, our names were alphabetically ordered, so that's why me and Kyle were put sitting next to each other in history and business. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> H and K. Mm. Okay. Um, but yeah, so we met. This was 2008, right? This would this would have been summer 2008. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I would have been going to secondary school, which is kind of mad to think. But uh, so. We would have, I guess, 
after the camp, I got in contact with you, Mayall, and kind of wanted to stay in touch and start, kind of just start a band. And that we did. Yes. We just started rehearsing on weekends and after school on Fridays and stuff. Yeah. So Brennan is to thank <laughs> for the formation of this band. He's a little bit younger than me and Carl as well. So at the time when we met, as he said, you were just going into secondary school. Yeah, yeah, that's true. So you would have been 12 and I would have been 13 or 14, I think. Yeah, probably. And then I would have been 14, 15, yeah. a few months old. Yes, yeah. so you were going into junior sort, I don't know. Oh, we might have been going into junior yeah. sort. I think we were afforded a big privilege in being able to be in kind of group music situations like so we could play rock music at that age like yeah. I think it was a very good thing because it wouldn't ha- wouldn't have happened only for that summer camp really would it? Uh, Probably Don't not. think so No, And there wasn't <laughs> there wasn't like a flourishing music scene around here so we were it was kind of lucky that we found each other in that way Yeah like We were our own little music scene kind of Yeah like we all were obviously into music a bit ourselves but at kind of at that age and where we're from it's just hard to find other people I can't imagine it would have happened if I had met you guys at uh, one of those soccer camps or GA camps <laughs> 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 so it was pretty sweet yeah should we uh, <clears throat> should we go for another song yeah uh, the next one is a cover of the National Anthem by Radiohead it's from July 2010 so there you go. Oh, it's before Oxford comma. Yeah. They hardly broke into your house to rob a palace.
That was our cover of uh, the National Anthem by Radiohead. If you're wondering what the Joe Duffy bit was, uh, it's uh, just our take on Radiohead and what they do live with the National Anthem. Johnny Greenwood, the guitarist in the band, plays a radio live for that song. Just like puts it through effects and stuff. And I remember uh, when I first heard that when I was younger, I thought it was like the most amazing thing I'd ever heard. And I wanted to put the radio into it, so we uh, that was yeah. our take on that. <laughs> so found some funny clips, and the, the clip is about a woman complaining about her parish being stolen from her home. Uh, <laughs> he says, they hardly broke into your house to rob a parish. They did, Joe. That's what it looks like. <laughs> <laughs> well, Joe, that's exactly what it looks like. Just pertaining to that song as well, I remember in one of our early gigs in Baker Place in Limerick, which sadly doesn't exist anymore, we would have played that song and um, I remember as we started it obviously it has a really cool bass line and I was playing bass at the time I didn't start like the keyboards yet at this point but uh, so I was playing the bass and this really tall guy who was like six foot four walked into the bar with an absolutely massive mohawk and a leather jacket and I made eye contact with him as he walked into the bar and he just started nodding his head to the bass line and I just felt incredibly cool and validated at that moment <laughs> Nice <laughs> Pretty sweet. That's what we do it for. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's all for validation. <laughs> Especially from people with mohawks. With mohawks and leather jackets. jackets, yeah. <laughs> so around around that time, uh, that big Baker Place gig as well, we would have had um, what might be our first original, good original song. Definitely our first good original song. Yes. Um, and that was Old Oak Tree. And when do you think that gig was? January, uh, January 2011 2011 like. I think yeah. yeah yeah yeah. so we have um, an old uh, demo of Old Oak here and we're going to play that for you now oh and it has no vocals in it but that's okay
that was the the early demo of Old Oak, which was um, a song that was very important for us as a band. I think anyway, I think it uh, just give it a, gave us a bit of confidence. We realized that we could make good stuff, and uh, we of course were having a lot of fun doing the band. So this kind of made me think maybe we could keep doing the band a lot uh, from here on out. So um, we started to write write a bit more music and kind of getting a bit bolder in what we were doing. And I uh, picked up the synthesizers a bit more. Yeah, I kind of started to broaden my spectrum of musical taste a little bit and got into electronic music and then got my first keyboard, which was like a little Korg one. And uh, yeah, just kind of like delving into that side of it, it gave us a lot more, I guess, opportunity or in terms of what we could do, we could kind of experiment a bit more. Yeah. For a good bit, you were manning the bass and the yeah. live, which <laughs> was, was pretty impressive. <laughs> for there was a brief stint of playing <laughs> bass and keyboard at the same time. Yeah, so um, our songs were getting a lot more bold and I think that definitely shows in the set of songs that we next did, which was... Um, it was originally called Soliloquies Massacres and then it was later released as In a Room in Littleton, Colorado EP. That was uh, the trio of songs about the Columbine Massacre, in which uh, the songs are all from the first person. They're all told in the first person from the killer's perspective. I don't know where I got that idea from, but... It, Looking back at it now, it was quite like a brazen sort of a thing to do. I think we d- didn't even really know, because I suppose obviously I should mention that we had signed our deal at this point and we'd had like some label people come to visit us in the shed in the middle of nowhere, which was a funny experience. But uh, it wasn't until we'd kind of been very insulated and then we signed the deal and this was on our first EP that we brought out. And then we kind of realized from the reviews, it was like, oh, okay, maybe this is ambitious and brazen. I didn't even really think about it too yeah. much. Yeah. yeah, thinking back on it now, it's like, whoa, like, where did that come out? <laughs> I think uh, stuff like writing lyrics, as a teenager, like, it's a necessity that you write lyrics to your song. And that's the only reason that I would have done it, because the song is meant to have lyrics. But I wouldn't have known what to say with lyrics for a long, long time. So... It was just a lot of lyrics just ended up being really crap because of that. And I think by just taking something a little more edgy or something, it it just made it a bit more interesting for me anyway. So uh, we're going to play Catharsis now because uh, I don't think any of us has heard it in a while. So. I haven't heard this in a long, long time. Yeah. yeah, so here it is. What I'm 
So that was Catharsis from our first EP in a room in Littleton, Colorado. Um, Carl mentioned before that that we were signed when we released it. I'll just tell you a little bit about that. Uh, we, before, obviously before uh, that song and releasing it, we uh, uh, got signed to uh, Virgin Records and that that happened by uh, Mehal messaging uh, Green Cars on Facebook, sending them a song. And it was Adam that showed it to the, their manager, who is now our manager, of course. And uh, he really liked the song, and he came down and met us uh, at our practice space. And he would have showed the music to labels, and that's what Cahal meant when people coming over uh, to hear our music. We literally just would have set them up on like a cold freezer, and they listened to us play. And they stayed as well, so they must have enjoyed it. Um like over the space of a couple of months over and back to to London uh, we uh, were signed to Virgin Records and that was our first release that trio of songs yeah like uh, meeting Daniel our manager like we'd spent so many years like I think we met him in 2012 yeah it would have so, been middle of 2012 yeah so we kind of had spent four years just kind of incubating by ourselves and just playing ourselves and not doing very many gigs uh, but when we met Daniel, that all changed very, very quickly. And suddenly we were playing gigs in Wheeland, supporting little green cars and uh, doing all this kind of scary stuff. It was really, really exciting at the time. Yeah, I, I had just finished my leaving cert as well. So it came along, it happened at just the right moment. Or like, maybe this can <laughs> still be a thing. <laughs> maybe this can be my job. Mm. I was just going into leaving cert, so... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. But still, it was... <laughs> still happened at a great time uh the next piece of music we're going to play is um like the very first idea of hallucination which would have been released on an ep before like maybe a few months before the release of our debut album is Mm. it was kind of one of the songs that one of the new songs that we had around the time that uh, labels were listening to us so it was a good kind of poppy song Mm -hmm. That uh, made labels uh, prick their ears up, I guess. Yeah. And I remember uh, Nick from Versant Records, he was like, you, you could make it a bit shorter, like uh, <laughs> maybe just cut down the second verse. <laughs> I, just, I just remember kind of looking at him and saying, no. <laughs> like, that was here in this very shed. <laughs> like this guy had come from London all the way down to West Limerick just to hear us play. <laughs> That's such a funny thing. Anyway, that was the guy who signed us. <laughs> he, he signed us, even though I was like, these guys quite mocked him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so here's the sketch.
Yeah, so um, that would have been kind of, that's just a nice little recording of like an idea that grew into that song, which is, you know, it's funny to, to go back and hear those kind of things, you know, before you actually make it into a song. In a way, it's like a totally different thing, but the song yeah. came out of it. So that's just a nice little one found in my laptop. Uh, the next song that we have here uh, was a B-side from the Hallucination EP, which was released in 2015. Yeah, summer, br- uh, summer 2015. Yeah, and uh, this is just a B-side that uh, maybe some people haven't listened to ever, and uh, we all really like it, so here it is.
So that was Drown Me, which holds a special place in my heart because it features the Casio SK-1, which is a cheap little keyboard that I got on eBay. And I just love that it made it into a song and that song is on vinyl and everything. And it just gives me great joy to know that. <laughs> Sounds good too. Yeah. Sounds good. So the next track that we have is an early demo from uh, of the song In the Forest, which is from 2012 and was around the time that we were uh, meeting labels and all that kind of stuff as well. I remember uh, the song being quite influenced by like the XX and Wild Beasts, like uh, in comparison to Catharsis and stuff that was just before that, it's a bit more stripped back and stuff. I think uh, Wild Beasts and the XX were kind of bands that inspired that. But um, I really liked this uh, recording of the demo. Uh, around the time that it was made, we got to play at Other Voices for the first time. And it was uh, in the Imro Other Room. Um, that was actually like two weeks before we signed the contract, I pretty, think. Pretty much two weeks, yeah. Um, yeah, we got to play Other Voices. And for us, you know, at that age, that was one of those things where it was really like amazing. We couldn't really believe that it was happening because we just love other voices. Um, but yeah, I, I can really remember very vividly going down to Dingle and playing in the forest there. Actually, just earlier today, I saw some footage that my dad took of um, us videoing the song in the in- Imro other room. Okay. And um yeah, with the crew kind of walking all around and stuff. I think Aidan Gillen is, is in the shot. Oh, cool. He's, he's definitely yeah. <laughs> in some photos that my dad took. It was a very surreal experience because it was like, okay, we're going to be on TV and Aidan Gillen is here. And we're all quite uh, quiet men. Yeah. <laughs> so it yeah. was quite surreal, but great though. It was amazing. Yeah, like we got to meet Aidan Gillen and have a chat with him. I Lovely guy. We were talking about, <laughs> well, I think we were being a bit, we were trying to be cool because... Um, everybody was like, oh, that's John Boy from Love Hate. Isn't that what his name was? John yeah, Boy. Yeah, was, he was known yeah. for that that time. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and he was just starting to be famous for Game of Thrones as well, I think, at the time. Yeah, he would It hadn't quite, like, gotten, gotten really, really massive. But I remember, Brendan, you were talking to him about starring in a Sigur Ross video. Yes, I was. He's in the video for Eki Muk. Yeah. Which is just an amazing video. Yes, yeah. <laughs> very cool. Is that the one that has, like, a decomposing fox in it? Yeah, it is. And he's he's really great in it. I, I, yeah, I think he appreciated being asked about that too. I think so. Yeah, it was cool. He's a very nice guy. Funny thing is, um, I just watched the entire series of The Wire over the past few months, and uh, it just adds a whole new dimension to it because I met him so many years ago, and he's like, he's really he's really good in The Wire. I like him. <laughs> like he's, a, he's a, his character is a real grease ball. He plays but him very he's, well. He's meant to be. He's meant to be. Yeah, he does a great job. It's just, it's a real seeing him being the mayor of Baltimore after meeting, <laughs> him, meeting him in Dingle. Anyway, here's the, the demo of In the Forest. There's a forest in the back of my head, head With all kinds of grinning creatures Living there I'm not sure if this is intrusion Or just a part of me 
So that was In the Forest, uh, an early version of it, which that song then went on to be on our first album, Is, which we released in 2016, which was kind of uh, exciting and a proud moment and also kind of a strange moment because we'd spent such a very long time on the album because we're all very much album people. So we'd spent so much time on it and then it was released out into the world and it was kind of like slightly jarring, but also very good. And we went on to play lots of, do lots of exciting things, play gigs and stuff. Um, musically, it was kind of hard to go back straight away and start writing more music. So instead of doing that, we just procrastinated and started a load of joke bands. <laughs> <laughs> Which is always uh, a good thing to do as well. I mean, come on. It's still, <laughs> I, I think it's still like a really creative exercise. If anything, it might even be more creative because you're, <laughs> yeah. you've, broken down all the boundaries of what your band should be. That's actually very, very true. (laughs) And you're just being somebody totally different uh, for a little bit. Uh, Speaking of being somebody totally different, (laughs) uh, one of the bands who the members are unknown are are an English punk band called Piss and Chips. Uh, Not much, as I said, not much is known about them uh, other than the members' names Public Transport and Bongo. Yeah, they're so mysterious, they make Burial look like a social media personality. <laughs> <laughs> this guy. <laughs> um, so we're going to play you a medley, well, a medley, I say medley, two songs. Two songs, uh, which from <laughs> total maybe three and a half minutes. <laughs> both from the Transit Van EP, which as you said, totals three minutes. Yeah, uh, so you're going to hear... totals three minutes, yeah. You're going <clears> to <throat> hear the song Transit Van, followed by the song Mullet by Piss and Chips. So Enjoy. Enjoy. Thank you. 
You heard Transit Fan and Mullet there from the Transit Fan EP by Piss and Chips, which totals three minutes, maybe three minutes. Three and a half. Three and a half minutes. Um, I'm going to leave it up to you to guess who sings in those songs. I don't know who it is. But uh, yeah, Transit Fan and Mullet. Uh, fun thing about Mullet, I think in the in the credits of the EP, it, it shows that it, uh, or you can see that it was recorded on acoustic guitar. And then just uh, a load of fuzz was put on it. It was recorded in in a kitchen. Uh, yeah, on acoustic guitar. To interject quickly, uh, the mic I was placed on top of yeah, a fridge, wasn't it? Quite an experimental technique, yeah. where a zoom recorder was placed on top of a fridge, which gives the the track that distinctive hum. So yeah. quite a <laughs> yeah. And uh, the drums, and I think uh, we placed a zoom recorder on top of a cement mixer. Well, we didn't, we didn't we didn't place it. Piss and chips did. We're we are not piss and chips. <laughs> Are you in Piss and Chips? No, no, we're not Piss and Chips. Oh, no, no. I don't think anybody knows who they are. No, they. Uh, it's on the EP credits. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, we're we're coming to an end of our uh, Bleeding Heart Pigeons 10th birthday podcast special. Uh, I think it went okay. We're not radio personalities. Yeah, as you can probably um, tell. <laughs> <laughs> so... Thank you for listening to our slightly awkward ramblings. Mm-hmm. Um, Hope you're in, still, if you're still with us. Thank you. For, <laughs> yes, thank you for keeping with us. I guess uh, to take our story up to the present day, um, I guess a lot of people are waiting for our next album, and uh, we have got it finished. And um, we're actually today we were just sending off mastering notes. Last week we got the the first mastering pass, it's sounding really good. So. Um, we should hopefully have the second mastering pass very soon and maybe that'll be the one that you'll all be hearing. Um, hopefully. And hopefully we'll get to announce it and stuff and release the music. But uh, until then, we all have to sit tight. <laughs> we have one more piece of music. You want to talk about it? I suppose this is kind of another musical experiment where we just created this really uplifting track which started uh, with Michal saying the phrase, play music, play, play music. 
And then we immediately scrambled <laughs> to the shed. And I picked up the guitar. Uh, I'm rocking the guitar on this one. Brennan's behind the drums and Michal is on keys. <laughs> and we just wrote this really inspirational track, which hopefully we get to release someday. Yeah, and did you came up with the riff. Yeah, yeah. the riff, um, it, it mirrors the phrase, if yeah. you listen to it. It's, the guitar is saying it musically. Yeah, it mirrors the phrase, play, play music. So um, this is a really, really, just really uplifting one to go out on, I think. And I hope you uh, finish this podcast feeling refreshed, revitalized, <laughs> invigorated. Renewed. 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 Replenished. Re- is a good word. Re- yeah. Reborn, <laughs> replenished, and just full of all the good stuff. Yeah, full of it, yeah. Yeah, so we'd also like to just say thank you very, very much for uh, just supporting us and what we do. Mm-hmm. And uh, we wouldn't be celebrating our 10th birthday if it wasn't for the people who support us and listen to our music and stuff. So thank you very, very much. And uh, goodbye. See you soon. Thanks for listening, guys. Yeah, yeah. yeah.